Yo, Bridget, how you guys doing tonight? You good? Hey, you look good. Where's all my people that was at summer camp last week? So cool. Hey, summer camp was awesome. If you missed out on summer, summer camp, don't worry. There's always next year. But hey, tonight we are going to talk a little bit about summer camp in a little bit. If you did not go to summer camp, don't check out. They're really just more about the lessons learned, what God did. And I think many, many of them um, will kind of apply to all of us. And we can all walk away having learned something new about God and ourselves. So hey, before we get into that though, uh, two things I want to plug really, really, really quick. Um, where is all of class of 2022 at? You're graduating. You're done with school. You're like, I'm out of here. Hey, um, if you're taking a gap year and you're kind of trying to figure out what God is going to be doing with your life, I think that, um, honestly, I think school and ministry are kind of non-internship type internship thing would be a great option for you to consider, especially if you think maybe you're called to ministry. And so we actually have a graphic um, for that. I think it's in the announcement graphics for uh, whoever's on tech. Um, if you could throw that up, and if you'd like, if you'd like more information, if you want to go check it out, hit that QR code. You could go get more info. Also, if you're just like, I do want to know a little bit more about this, well, then myself, Amber, Jackson, who helps run it, or Pastor Nick, um, we would love to buy you coffee or buy you lunch and just chat a little bit about it. We have such a heart for the leaders of tomorrow, for the leaders coming up out of this next generation, and we want to invest in you, and this is one of the ways that we do that. So if you're interested, if it's something that even is like in the, in the slightest bit, like, I don't know, maybe there's something there that God might be calling me to, check that out. Um, one more thing before we get into tonight. Uh, um, the last Wednesday of this month, which is, what's the date on that? Is it the 31st? It's also the last day of this month. The 31st. Someone say 3-1. 3-1. We are going to do a back-to-school party. Everybody will be back to school by that point, right? By August 31st. Everyone's, you're so excited for that. You're beyond pumped. You're looking at me like, yes, Corey. And thanks for the reminder as I spend my last few days of freedom. Um, hey, but here's what we know. Uh, back to school, uh, we want to celebrate. We want to party. We want to kind of just help in launching you into a school year with, um, with just faith and momentum and excitement. And so the 31st, we're going to do a, a kind of back to school party. We're going to have some giveaways, some prizes. We'll do some type of uh, food, hanging out, uh, be hype and fun and awesome. And so that'll be a night, that'll be honestly a great, great, great night to invite some friends who've maybe never been to Bridge Youth. So mark your calendars, August 31st, be there, because um, if you're not, then um, I don't know, the Bible says that um, if you confess me before people, then I'll confess you before my Father and the angels in heaven. But if you don't come to the 31st, then I will, that's not, in, that's not the Bible. I'm sorry, Lord, I'm sorry. Um, Hey, tonight's going to be really fun. Before we get into the message and everything tonight, let's pray. God, you're so good. We love you. I pray that you would speak to us tonight. And God, as there's already, um, there's already social media posts and stuff surfacing, God, we're just going to take time right now <clears throat> to pray for your football team, the Las Vegas Raiders. God, they're looking so good. Devontae Adams is looking healthy phenomenal. We've got a great receiving lineup. God, I pray help our offensive line because that Chargers defensive line is looking scary. God, 
We don't like it. We're, God, no, we're not applauding for them. In faith, God, we are applauding that you're going to strengthen our offensive line and lead us to a Super Bowl next year. In Jesus' name, all God's people said, amen. Did anybody, did anybody, I, I was watching the, um, the Giants and Dodgers game last night. Did anybody watch the end of that game? Who won? Did the Dodgers end up winning? Dude, it was 6-0, to zero and I blinked, and it was 5-6. It was wild. And, bro, those Giants uniforms that they were wearing were so ugly. <laughs> They're so ugly. Oh, I'm sorry, man. If you're a Giants fan, get saved uh, for the love of God. Hey, tonight we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about camp. Camp is so unique. Camp is so fun. It's so awesome. Honestly, I really think it's, it's the best week of the year. And you might be asking, well, Corey, like, not all of us went to camp. Why are we going to talk about camp? Are we going to talk about camp because God did some amazing things up at camp that don't, they don't belong up on that mountain. We need to bring them back home with us. And this is one of our ways of helping to bring some of what God did on the mountain back home with us. But also, in some ways, uh, there's, there's, there are some lessons that I want us to take away and walk away with from camp that God taught some young people that you're going to hear from in just a minute. But also, in 13 years of doing youth ministry, Amber and I have been doing youth ministry for 13 years, right about the same time that we've been married. We actually celebrated our 13-year anniversary on Monday, this last Monday. Yep. And... I ate a big old steak, and it was delicious, and the cheese curds at Yard House, bro, if, you never, if you've never had the cheese curds at Yard House, like, please, trust me, if you've never listened to anything I've said before, after you listen to me about making Jesus the Lord of your life, then listen to me about the cheese curds at Yard House, they're delicious, go get them, um, I don't know what I was saying. I got distracted by the cheese curds. 13 years of youth ministry. Um, we've walked a lot of people through junior high, high school. They get to their senior year, they graduate, they go to college. And can I tell you, when they reach that moment of graduating and heading to college, those who have consistently gone to camp, convention, and been a part of those type of moments, they're at a totally different place in their faith than some that maybe didn't make camp and convention a priority in their summer and their winter, spring break-ish time. Because we are planning to go to convention this coming year, and it'll be somewhere around early April. And so um, we just see that students who have gone, they just, they just enter into their college years, their college season, with so much more motivation in their faith, with so much stronger of a foundation built as they head into their adult years. Camp is huge. It's amazing. The camp that we were just at is the same camp that I was called into ministry at. This same camp, you'll hear from one of our leaders tonight, is the camp that another one of our leaders was called into ministry at. Camp is amazing. And when you set aside, camp's not amazing because it's camp. Camp's amazing because when you set aside moments to go focus on God and put yourself in faith environments, God begins to work. And everybody who went to camp said, Amen even though we didn't win wreck. We got second and third, and we also got place. We were on three teams. We did great. And we'll leave the rest of it up to the Lord, okay? The rest of it belongs to the Lord. Hey, really excited for you guys to hear from some people tonight. Up first is the one and only Quentin Madore. Hey, make some noise for Quentin as he heads to the stage. 
Quentin, Quentin, Quentin. Yeah, that's crazy. I like the braids, Quentin. Thank you. You think you do it with my hair? Uh, my mom did my hair, so you got to bring it up to her. Yeah. And my dad cut it too, so. I will. I will bring it up. Your mom serves in kids' ministry, so. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Quentin, um, share one fun fact about yourself as we get in this. Uh, one fun fact. Actually, this is this, has, this happened today. I can squat 405 pounds. This happened today. Dang. This happened today. Yeah. I didn't even realize I could do it until like my friend Jeremiah was like, "Dude, just wow. squat it." And I was like, "Okay, bet." And I did it. So. Me too, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> why are you guys laughing? Guys, he gets hair. Uh, I don't know what's so funny. <laughs> Quentin is maybe um, at, at least in this room one of the only people I would say loves Star Wars as much as I do. Yeah. And I yeah. love that about him. Absolutely love stars. Okay, hey, so tonight we're going to be hearing some of what God did in um, some students' lives up at camp. And really what we're, what we're asking is, what did camp mean to you? And how did God work in and through your life up at camp? Quentin, take it away. Um, so honestly, this was my, uh, I've been going to camp since I was in sixth grade, actually. Um, I've been going to this church uh, since I could remember. So just going to camp has always just been uh, core memory and one of the biggest things I've been looking, I've always been looking forward to, like, uh, throughout, like, the school year, like, after, like, school had finished, I'd be like, oh, summer camp, and every single year, it was, it was, it was never the same, it was something always different every single year, and God would show up in so many different ways, and it was just, it's just an amazing thing, and if you have not gone to camp, go next year, like, um, pre-sign up, like, as soon as you can, go to convention, it is, it may be shorter, but it, it's not, it's, it is amazing. It does amazing wonders for you, I'll tell you that. And just, especially going as, like, this was my last week, going as a student, it, it was, like, definitely, like, uh, it was a realization about, like, just uh, leaving for college and stuff like that. And kind of what Corey said, it's just, like, um, where are you going to college? Uh, I'm going to Grand Canyon University. <laughs> Woo! Lumps up, baby! <laughs> so, yeah, and it's just very, um, uh, just, like, uh, it was a good, like, send-off. Uh, not a send-off, but more of, like, a, a temporary goodbye, really, too. So it's just very nice. Um, just camp was just an amazing, amazing time. I cannot stress that enough, too. Yeah. That's so rad. Um, share with us, what was maybe one of your favorite moments of camp? Oh, favorite moments. Um, okay, first one. This is funny. Um, it was our last night. We pranked Ethan, little Ethan over there. Um, I can't get into full detail. Oh, it was just funny. But <laughs> other than that, I just... It was so amazing. Like, yeah, we had different, like, teams and stuff like that. We had Rikwi going against each other and stuff like that. But we, it was literally just one community. It was just one church. Like, it's literally what, like, God wanted, like, the church to be. It's just different people of different backgrounds, um, coming from different places and stuff like that, just coming un under him, under one God. And it was just amazing. That's probably, like, just the community aspect is the best thing about it. So beyond youth group, also going to camp, um, do you... And how do you feel like camp has helped build your faith in a way that's prepared you to go off to college? That's a good one. Um, I feel like for me, um, not even just with college, but uh, camp has always been like a few weeks before like school would start, like even in high school and middle school. So it always just give me like a good like foundation on going to school as like how I want to be as like a person like under Christ and how... Just I want to be like the light on campus, like the salt and the light of the world. I want to be the salt and light on campus. And it definitely just helps out throughout like a good start foundation for the school year on how I just want to be as a person under Christ. So, and it just really helps a lot. Yeah. I love that. Um, 
one of the things I think about with, you know, with Quentin is Quentin's been going to summer camp with us since sixth grade. He's graduating. This is his last camp with us as a student, but he'll come back and he'll, he'll be a leader with us in the future. Um, but like, number one, consistency is key and it's huge. Um, that's a really big deal. Uh, um, but also I love how he said camp was never the same. Like, God always shows up in a new way. And that's something that I love about not just camp, but our God. God is not really interested in the old, stale, boring ways of religion of yesterday. Can I tell you, even the ways in which you've experienced God, God's not interested in just recreating those moments over and over again for the rest of your life. God wants to do new things in your life. So it's not whether or not God's going to do new things. It's whether or not you're going to step into the new which to me means stepping into faith environments where God can begin to work. And that is so key, and that is so massive. That's so awesome. Um, also, I think just the consistency of, of Quentin having gone to camp since the sixth grade, today he, well, how much did you squat? Uh, 405 pounds. So, gosh, bro, that's like. It's four plates on each side, four plates. That's four plates on each, that's like three of me. Wow, that's that's like pretty close. What do I weigh? Maybe like five. Would you like to know, um, bro? Like, but can I tell you, if you follow, if you follow Quentin on social media, you know that Quentin didn't just wake up this morning and go, eh, "I think I'm gonna start lifting some weights." You know, no, like he's been um, what we in the biz say about that life <laughs> for a while, and 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 he's committed himself to fitness. But the thing is, is that you don't go, oh, yeah, like, I'm committed to fitness. I want to lift. I want to get strong. I want to be healthy. And then never go to the gym. It doesn't work that way. So in the same way that you go to the gym for fitness, things like camp are what you do for faith. You're going there and your faith is, like, like when you're saying, right before school year, it's like summer camp is perfectly thrown on the calendar because right before school year, it's that thing that gives you that motivation. It's that thing that strengthens your faith, encourages your faith, encourages those around you. You have this collective community experience that propels you into the next season God's calling you into. And so yet another reason why camp is so important. And, you know, I just think that there are some key things that we can learn from Quentin's camp experience. So, so rad. Quentin, you are the man. We are going to miss you so much when you go to GCU. Woo. But we love you. We send you off with blessing, man. Hey, give it up for Quentin. Midor. Hey, <clears throat> up next is um, an awesome young lady who we got to connect with up at camp a bunch. She's super cool. Hey, give it up for Ella. <laughs> Ella's, Ella's uh, uh, cheer might have been a little... Louder than yours, Quentin. That was kind of wild. Maybe just higher frequency, higher pitch. Second row over here is a real, they're real big fans of Ella's. Um, Ella, first things first. Hannah Montana or iCarly? Okay, I know we Don't look this. at the second row. <laughs> Pay no mind to them. I know we had this conversation on the bus and we did sing iCarly on we the did. bus. But I have to go with Hannah Montana. Oh, my gosh. I'm sorry. All I'm sorry. right. Second family time question. We're about to divide the room. Who in the room knows that iCarly is better than Hannah Montana? Who is living under the delusion that Hannah Montana is better than iCarly? 
I feel like iCarly won that one. They're pretty Sorry, equal, girls. though. Sorry. <laughs> we literally had, like, all week. I mean, the argument came home with us. We're still arguing about what's better, Hannah Montana or iCarly. Um, Ella, do you have a fun fact about yourself? I think everybody else get, that will speak, just be ready to share a fun fact, because uh, I pulled that one on Quentin, and now I'm thinking that it's going to be fun. So, fun fact? My fun fact, I guess, would be that I got Camp Champ uh, at camp. That's true. Yep. Yep. MVP. Do you have your pine cone? I do. It's in my room. Nice. On display. You got to keep that forever and ever. Wait, uh, is Ma our girl Mackenzie got uh, a Gary and Elliot award? Is Mackenzie here? Mackenzie. Mackenzie! Got a Gary and Elliot award. Walking around with so much confidence and swagger now. She's like, I'm a Gary and Elliot award winner. Not sure what that does for you in your life or in, I don't know, put it on your job resume one day. Maybe it'll help. Only if you're like trying to go work at an AG church, though. Um, okay, hey, Ella, tell us, um, what, what did camp mean to you, and how did God work in and through your life at camp? Well, camp was really an amazing experience. I, I wasn't supposed to be able to go until literally three days before camp started. Um, I was supposed to have volleyball, and then I ended up only missing one practice, which I didn't think was going to happen. I thought I was going to miss more. Um, and then Veronica and Kaylee, they convinced me on youth right before camp, the last youth before camp, because um, every time they would look at me and tell me that I tell me that I should go, but I just I wasn't gonna be able to make it. And then they looked at me and they convinced me to they convinced me to go, and they convinced my mom to let me go too. Um, and that was really it wasn't a coincidence that we were all there and we all went to Chick Fil A after youth that night, and my mom came and picked me up and we were all talking about it. Because God really knew that I was supposed to be at camp and I was supposed to learn about everything that he taught me there um, through the worship and through the messages. It was just a really, it was, it was really, and it, I, all I can say is it was an amazing experience. Um, one that's definitely, you can take everything that you learn there and apply it down the mountain. But it's really valuable up there and the, the community there is just so amazing. Yeah, that's so, so cool. Um, as, as I was talking, I'm, I'm just hearing, like, so many other students as we're starting to hype camp and we're announcing camp and camp's on the way and time to get registered and blah, blah, blah. There's so many students, like Ella, <laughs> who are like, oh, like, I can't go to camp. And it's like, why? And they're like, oh, I got to feed my fish. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah. And then I got to walk my fish. And, like, you're going to kill your fish. What are you talking? What? It's like, well, I got... I got football, or I got baseball, or I got, uh, we had a ton of baseball boys who were up at, up at camp. We had some of our boys who, who this, the Sunday after, um, this last Sunday, they chose to get baptized, and they were literally like, yo, we're here, we're signed up to get baptized, but like, we have to get baptized first, because we have a game that we have to jam to right after. Can we be the first ones to get, and then they were the first ones to get baptized. They got baptized, they got their stuff, they left, and they went straight. Like, what are you saying, Corey? I'm saying, stop making excuses. Look at your neighbor say, don't make excuses. Look at your other neighbor, the one you chose second. Tell him, don't make excuses. <laughs> and um, Ella's over here like, man, like I almost let volleyball be the reason I didn't go. And I'm so glad that I didn't. I'm so glad that I didn't. And I was there. So don't make excuses from putting yourself in faith environments where God 
can work. So like she said, it's like, she's like, I don't think it's any coincidence I was there. I needed to be at camp. Ella, uh, share with us what was one of your favorite moments at camp? My favorite moment was definitely the worship throughout the whole week, but especially the, the worship, the outdoor worship on the last night. Because something about being outside at night with, surrounded by all of my best friends and the people who I was just, I had grown so much with that week, it was really, it was a really insane experience. And to just be able to be there with the people that I love was really awesome. Yeah, and then you were telling us um, in our pre-service meeting about uh, one of the nights when Paul spoke about worship and some something that stuck with you in his message. Yeah, so one thing that I love that he said, which I have been carrying with me um, on service on Sunday and today, was that he said before you start worshiping was to think of something that you're thankful for and something that you're grateful for for God, yeah. something that you love about God. Um, so mine was kind of cheesy, but that night I said that I'm thankful for my family and my friends and I'm really, really grateful for God's mercy because those are two really big things that have been, that have played a big part in my life recently um, that have just been on my heart a lot. And so every time you go into worship, just to try to think of two new things that, that, you, that you're thankful for and that you love because that really changes your mindset of worship and it gives you kind of something to focus on while you're worshiping and it, it kind of just makes it hit a lot harder. I love that. So even tonight, like um, before, when we get into worship in a little bit, we're going to close tonight by worshiping. I want you guys to do the same thing that, that Ella is talking about, is think about this. What's one thing you're just thankful for? And, and we'll talk in a moment about how she said, I'm thankful for my family and my friends. And then what's one thing, uh, Amber, um, Pastor Amber kind of led us in this moment at the end of worship. What's one thing that you just love about God? What's one thing you love about God? For me, um, when we had that moment at camp, I kept thinking about God's faithfulness. And how God just like sticks closer than a brother. How God's always there. He never leaves you, never forsakes you. There's times in life you might feel like you're all alone and you have nobody. God is always there. And he promised that he always would be. And so um, I was just thinking about that. But um, going back to the first one, something you're thankful for. You said family and friends. Was there anybody at camp, Ella, that you weren't really yet connected with, that you made memories with and you connected with a lot? I definitely think I'm going to I'm going to name drop real quick. Go for it. <laughs> um, I really, really loved hanging out with Hattie. She was in my cabin. Um, Hattie Mango. Hattie Mango. She's dope. <laughs> yes, I love her because um, I knew her from youth and everything. But we never spent a lot of time together and neither of us were supposed to be able to go to camp until we both decided like three days before. Um, and we texted each other and then we found out we were in the same cabin. And it was just a really great opportunity to be able to grow our friendship. Um, make new memories and film stupid videos in the common room. <laughs> um, but, and even just the friendships that I, the, my best friends that were with me, um, just being able to grow in my friendship with them too was really, really amazing. That's so cool. Hey, if you're, if you're kind of been a part of, you've, you've been a part of youth for a little while and maybe you're kind of like, man, like I'm not yet like making connections with kind of like deep-rooted relationships yet. Can I tell you, camp is the best place for that, man. It's the best place for that. I, you know, I feel bad because me, me and some of my boys have like matching bracelets now, and I'm not wearing mine right now because I came straight from Palm Springs. But like there's so many fun, like really fun moments that you have because up at camp, camp, our goal is the same thing that our goal as a church is. It's to connect you with God and to connect you with people. And, man, we have so many amazing moments where we connect with God. But we also have some amazing moments where we connect with people. And you establish some relationships. There's nothing 
There's nothing that'll bring you closer to someone than sleeping next to them on a duct tape bed, brushing your teeth next to each other, or not brushing your teeth next to each other, junior high boys. <laughs> Night three, they start lifting their hands in worship, and you're like, just put them down, bro, please. <laughs> um, wreck, like nothing brings you closer than, than wreck and playing these crazy games together. And you make these relationships that honestly, some of my, some of my greatest relationships have come from camp. And um, uh, I'm, I'm never, I'm like almost never this guy. I can't stand this guy. But you know the guy who's like, yeah, this tattoo has such a great meaning. Um, I'm almost never that guy because that guy's kind of annoying. But I'm going to be that guy for a second. I actually have a tattoo of Pinecrest that I just got. Like because of how special that place is. And some of my greatest relationships have come as Pinecrest being the catalyst of those relationships. And so it's such a special place where you not only connect with God, but you also connect with people and you build some great, great, great friendships. And so if you're looking to, if you're kind of struggling to get connected, not necessarily with God, but with others, camp is the place to do it. Um, one other thing I want you guys to take away from, from Ella and, and um, her stories about camp is this. Don't wait th until three days before camp to sign up. Just sign up. Don't wait until the end because sometimes it sells out and you might miss out. Um, anything else you want to share before we send you off and bring anybody else up? I don't think so, but definitely what you were saying about um, the friendship thing, yeah. it's, it's definitely a really great opportunity to be able to spend that time with your friends and, like, grow in that relationship because there's something about being up there with the people that you love and doing, being there for the exact same reason and just worshiping God and being there, to connecting to each other, praying for each other. It's, it's really the best experience you can, you can have. So sick. Would you go to camp again? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, everybody, give it up for Ella. So sick. Love camp. Hey, coming up next, dude who I got super close with. Hey, everybody, give it up for Ethan. Yo, Ethan was, uh, Ethan is a part of our, a part of our media team. He helps a bunch with, like, um, uh, shooting video and photo and stuff like that. He was helping us up at camp. This dude was everywhere with the camera. He's getting up on stage, like, with the camera and everything. And some of my friends who helped run camp, they didn't realize he's with us. And they're like, bro, bro, you got to get off stage. He's like, no, it's cool. Kenneth told me I can. <laughs> it was so awesome. Ethan was amazing. Hey, Ethan, um, anything you want to share with us about that prank? I'm going to have to get back to them at next year for sure. Oh! <laughs> we'll help you. We'll help you. One time, I'm just going to share like a 30-second story about why you should not try to prank me at camp. Had some boys um, at camp prank me one year. They put shaving cream all over the mirror in my bathroom, all over my bed in my room, and they were stupid enough to spell their names in the shaving cream. So what I did is I went to the store and I bought, you ever see in the frozen food section when there's fish and it's like a whole fish, like the, the head's still on it, the eyeballs are still on it. I went and bought a frozen fish and I found a screwdriver and I unscrewed their vent and I opened it and I put the fish unwrapped in the vent and I closed it. This was on Tuesday. It's like 8 billion degrees. By Thursday, it was smelling horrible in there. They all slept in the common room. Don't prank me, bro. I'll get you, get you good. Ethan, we'll get him back next year. Uh, do you have anything, do you have a fun fact about yourself, Ethan? Uh, 
my first year at camp. It was his first year at camp. Hey, of the people who went to camp, who else? Was it your first year at camp? First year, dude, that's so sick. I love that so much. That's so, so awesome. All right, Ethan, tell us, um, what did camp mean to you, and uh, how did God work in your life up at camp? Uh, so right after, for, I signed up for baptism right before camp, because I've been wanting to do it for a while, but especially right after the week of camp, it meant something different or more. I understood what it really meant better. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and another thing, uh, when we were at Pinecrest, I felt that was like our local church for like the week. Just like seeing like people from different churches, like from four hours away, and we we're like an hour. Just seeing everybody come over together and like praying for each other, even though they don't know who you are. And, and that you was prayed for a girl from another church, huh? Yeah. He didn't get just <laughs> cut it out. First off, I know we all see Ethan up here, cute as can be. Single? Don't answer that question. We, girls, calm down. Calm down. He's with the girl from camp now. Okay, he's not. <laughs> he's praying. Y'all's got to make everything about that. It was actually a super cool moment, yeah. Uh, no, so after, so it was our, after our message, uh, it was our first night, and I just see her there crying, yeah. and I'm like, she needs to be prayed for. So I just walk up to her and ask her what she needs to be prayed for, yeah. and did it because I needed, I knew she needed somebody at her side at that moment. Yeah. And I don't know if anybody else. And I don't know if anybody else did, but I want, I want to make sure I was the first person. Yeah. Because I know it was probably short. It was like 30 seconds, but yeah. <laughs> well, Girls and their problems, man. There's no way we're solving them. It's God, you're their only hope. Amen. <laughs> no, uh, Ethan's right. Because what Ethan's talking about is honestly one of my favorite things about camp. And that is honestly like the family and the camaraderie where you get to go to camp. And, and if you were at camp last week, you witnessed this like we did, like Ethan did. It's not about what church you're from because we're a part of the family of God. And you really quickly realized how big the family of God really is. And we were at one camp. We were one of five camps. And our camp was not even the biggest one. Every camp was sold out, but they were just like packing people in there, figuring it out. And it's super cool to see people from other churches. We come together. We worship together. We pray together. When somebody needs prayer, it's not about what church you're from. It's like, hey, you're my brother. Or you're my sister in Christ. And, some, again, some of my best friends aren't from this church, but they're people that we met up at camp like that. And so, Ethan, what was one of your favorite moments up at camp? Um, outside worship, again. Uh the worship was just, I felt there's a, it was fun outside, like just hearing the, especially at night, just hearing the wildlife around you. And But at, after the songs, again, or even like that little break that everybody prayed for their pastors, that was just like amazing. I looked around, everybody is surrounding, like a giant circle around the pastors, everybody reaching in. It was just like amazing. Like, just seeing everybody there, connecting, and, like, getting to know each other. Yeah, that's so 
cool. That's my, honestly, that's probably one of, if not my favorite moment every year. When we, if you haven't been to camp, uh, start last year was the first year we did it, and it's become a, a tradition of ours. The last night of camp, um, we go to this outside, like, amphitheater, and we worship outside, just a straight, like, a stripped down, a, like, acoustic worship, basically an acoustic guitar, like a piano and some voices, and everybody's just worshiping together, and, and um, Gary, uh, last year and this year, uh, Gary Garcia, our good friend, um, had groups gather around their pastors and pray for them, and for us, that's always like, oh my gosh, this is the absolute best, and so we love that, and I think you're right, Ethan, like those moments worshiping together is really cool, and that outdoor worship, there is something it hits different, and it is very, very special. So, Ethan, this was your first camp. Yeah. Would you go, would you go back? For sure. Absolutely. Heck yeah. Ethan, thank you so much for sharing your story, what God did at camp. Everybody give it up for Ethan. Hey, coming up to the stage now is the one and the only Savvy. Give it up for our girl, Savvy. Hey, Savvy, super cool. Uh, Savvy, how long have you, you got to the stage quick. How long have you been coming to youth? Uh, I think since about like a January area kind of over there. January you know? sick. So fairly new. And this was your first camp as well. Yes, it was. Sick. Okay. So you can't say this was my first camp as your, uh, as your fun fact. Have you got a fun fact about yourself? Um, the only thing I could, I don't know. I think the only thing I could really think of is my name's just Savvy, not Savannah. You thought it was Savannah. I thought your name was Savannah. No, you <gasps> thought it was Savannah. It's just That's Savvy. why you look at me weird every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kept thinking her name. I thought Savvy was short for Savannah. That's hilarious. I kept saying, do you, do you go by Savannah or Savvy? Which do you prefer? She's like, Savvy. And I'm like, oh, okay. How come? Don't be, don't be mad at me. Um, uh, so your name's just Savvy. Yes, just Savvy. S-A-V-Y. That's the only thing I could think of, yeah. That's sick. That's dope, actually. Okay, Savannah, share with us, uh, what did camp mean to you, and um, how did God work in and through your life at camp? Um, well, I wasn't going to go to camp. It's not that I didn't want to, but I was really unsure of going. I mean, it's my first time, and uh, I don't know. I, I, was, I was definitely a little, like, nervous, but um, thankfully, last minute, I signed up, like, four days right before my friend Rahema convinced Again, me. Again, sign up earlier than that, <laughs> but we love that you made it. Yes, uh, thankfully. Um, yeah, no, uh, I feel like camp, um, I loved all of the worship, and I think, I definitely think that I uh, got closer yeah. with um, all my friends and, like, growing up and, like, just, like, going for, like, the same thing. Yeah. Definitely coming back next year. It was awesome, but um, I had a whole list of what I was going to talk about, and I am just <laughs> not forgetting it, but um, I definitely got closer with uh, some of these kids that go to Linfield. Uh, Lily, Layla, Rahema, um, I definitely got closer with them. Um, Wait, who was it that convinced you to go to camp? Rahema. Shout out Rahema. She's not here. She's not here. What? I think she Never mind. Not shout out Rahema. Maybe she's watching online. Rahema, if you're watching online, we love you. If not, not shout out Rahema. I'm just kidding. You made it to camp. Yes. Because of, because Rahema because of, because convinced of her. you. Yeah. She, she convinced me. I wasn't going to go. I was not. I'm going to be honest. But uh, she kept on texting me saying, Savvy, sign up for camp. I have nobody in my cabin with me. Like, I, I, like, I need you to come. So um, I ended up doing it last minute. Um, Packing was a little hard, <laughs> considering I had to make an Amazon list. Uh, thankfully, everything came in. <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, she, we've been friends since, like, second grade. Except uh, it's an, I met her through Bridge, like, got closer with her through Bridge. Yeah. 
How thankful are you that Rahema convinced you to go to camp? Uh, I, I can't even describe it. Um, I feel like uh, it wasn't like a want that I had to be at camp. I felt like it was like a need. Yeah. Like I feel like um, yeah. we're, the, whole, the whole camp was great, but I really feel like uh, that and all the worship too and all the people, but I really feel like that last night yeah. was definitely like changing my perspective on like the way that I see stuff and, um, you know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, I felt like it was like a really big moment when it came down to the last two like worship songs and everybody started getting down on their knees. I, I really felt like that night that God really like talked to me, like touched me, oh, <laughs> touched me, like, uh, yeah, talked to me. Yeah. There is something about getting in faith environments. Like camp, and camp is one of those environments. And, you know, so, so two things about um, what Savvy's saying. One, thank God Rahema convinced you to go, right? Like, shout, like you owe her Starbucks or something, you know, like <laughs> buy her Chick-fil-A, something. But here's what I think now is that, so Rahema was that to you this year. But who are you, who, like, you're going to be someone's Rahema next year or next week or the 31st at our youth party or, like, who are you a Rahema too. Look at your neighbor say, who are you? <laughs> They're like, <laughs> Quentin said, I'm Quentin, silly. <laughs> like, so for me, Rahema for me was a kid named Kevin Calzia who invited me not to summer camp, but to a Christian club. And that's where I got saved. And like, you're somebody's Rahema, you're somebody's Kevin. And it might not be Summer camp might not be the thing that they're like, I love the way Savvy said. It's not like I wanted to be there. I needed to be there. And there's a lot of people who will say that about church, about youth group, about a moment that they have with God. Because it's not really about a location or an event. It's about experiencing God and being in the family of God. That's what really, really changes people. And so that's number one. Number two, um, the, the night that, that Savvy's talking about, the last night, um, Paul preached a message called, So What, So Worship. And a lot of people, I mean, you've heard tonight, a lot of people have already said, worship was one of my favorite things up at camp. And you know what I think that it is? I think that even at youth, sometimes Wednesday nights, we become a little bit guilty of like, oh, like, oh, look at the time, and we can only do a couple songs, and it's like we got to go home, and we got something planned after, and there's so much going, or like pretty soon here, it's going to be like, oh, I got school tomorrow, and our brains go somewhere, but like at camp, we're there for four days, we're not going home, like we're staying there for a few days, and we're not distracted by a lot of other things, so it's not that God's presence shows up different at camp, it's that we're more present when we're at camp. So what if instead, because God doesn't live up on the mountain, he's here just as he is up there, what if we were mo more present in these moments? Let me ask you one more question, uh, Savvy. What was one of your favorite moments of camp? Um, I know you said worship, so I'm kind of like giving you your answer already maybe, but you know, maybe, maybe not just your favorite moment, but just one or you know, a few of your favorite moments at camp. There was a lot. Camp was awesome, but... Um well, one that's, like, camp-related, uh, definitely uh, taking notes. Yeah, yeah taking notes. Um, Preacher loves to hear that. Yes, when we were, uh, I've never, I've, I've took notes, but not, like, not, like, a lot. But um, when I got there every night, I was taking notes. And uh, if, I, if I was late, then, you know, it would be to grab uh, my notepad. But, yeah, uh, I felt like uh, all the speakers really uh, changed my, like, way of, like, uh, <laughs> of, like, um, writing that stuff down, like thinking of it in like a different perspective in that way. 
but one that second was uh, definitely ding dong ditching everybody uh, in our cabins. <laughs> that was you guys. I didn't know that was you. Oh, one of my favorite moments was was it night one, girls, that the fire alarm went off? Night one, I'm, I'm down by the chapel, like, hanging out with some other youth pastors and, and chatting. And we're actually having a really cool conversation, kind of, like, encouraging them and stuff. And then out of nowhere, like, they're like, do you hear that? I was like, I don't hear anything. And they're like, it sounds like a fire alarm. And I look, and all of our girls are just flooding out of Sequoia. They're just all leaving Sequoia. And they're all in their pajamas and right across is all the boys' bunks. So all the boys obviously start peeking out of their windows. Girls in pajamas, what? I knew I wanted to come to camp. And I'm like, boys, go to bed. <laughs> and then we're like, all right, now let's figure out if this place is on fire. That was actually a really hilarious moment because there was a cranky old lady that was very upset. <laughs> you were going to say something. Yeah, one thing, though, is um, I just feel bad for the girls that were in the showers. When that went off, I saw like a few girls come out. Like I remember uh, going out of my uh, cabin door, and I just see this girl sprinting, running with her towel over her. No. I felt so bad. For the bad. record, she didn't go outside in the towel. No. If I'm in the shower when the fire alarm goes off, I'm just coming to terms with the fact that like I'm not gonna make it, you know. Or hopefully I'm drenched in enough water that like the fire won't get me. I don't know, but dude, that's so cool. So cool. Anybody that you connect with at camp that you didn't really have a. a um, like a friendship yet you didn't really know yet? Um, I definitely have to say probably some of the girls at Linfield. Yeah, some so of them, cool. some of them. Shout out Linfield. You guys are dope. Love you so, so, so much. Savvy, I got to say this. Camp would not have been the same without you. There was one moment in worship I, uh, I, I was jumping and I kept feeling, um, I kept feeling my shoulders and my elbows coming down on somebody because I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I looked down and you were right here and I was like, I'm sorry, Savvy, you probably have a concussion because of me. But camp would not have been the same without yes, you. Definitely coming back next yeah. year. Heck That's for sure. Yeah. And hey, I'm not signing up late. <laughs> no, sign up early because it might sell out. It might sell out. And, hey, Bridge Youth wouldn't be the same without you. We love you, girl. So excited Thank that you're you. a part of our family. Hey, everybody, give it up for Savvy. Thank you. Love it. Who's next? Mm, I don't know. Hey, everybody. <laughs> everybody, welcome to the stage, Van Edwards. In his overalls. Yeah, yeah. Overalls with a sweater and a shirt, and it's 100 degrees outside. Kenneth I said love it. Kenneth said that style hurts. Savvy, I gotta say, I, <laughs> I gotta say, the fact that you brought up one of your favorite things was taking notes just warms my heart. <laughs> like, thank God, Lord, they do listen. <laughs> Man, uh, got a fun fact about yourself? I think I'm the tallest person in our youth like team. I don't I know, so. I so. dude. I'm, I went to the doctor. They How said tall I'm are you? six four. You're six they four. Stand six, up, bro. I'm I'm five foot eleven. Go back to back with me. I'm five eleven. Is he? He would have to be five inches taller than me. Is he five inches taller than me? They yeah, said. Right, I'm gonna sit back down. <laughs> I'll still give you buckets. <laughs> um, man, that's we gotta we gotta verify that. Somebody help us figure out verification <laughs> of if he's the tallest. Samuel Coleman's on our team. How hey, tall are you, no, Samuel? Oh, you what? Six two. He says 6'4". I don't know that you're 6'4". <laughs> no. Sit back down with your anime shirt. I do love it. <laughs> Bleach is one of my favorite animes. I'm just, 
Why does it always sound like, that always sounds like, I'm not moving on, Emma, first off, I'm going to say this, all right? Tell me, move on. I got the microphone here. You're sitting front row. Why is it an insult to just point out something that somebody's wearing, and you just, you, you just have to say it like this? You just say, man, sit back down with your fitted hat. Like, it sounds like an insult, but it's not. It just carries a different kind of, it's like if you grow up in the hood, all you have to do to make a word mean something else is say it twice. You don't know, you don't know what I'm talking about. You're going to right now. Hey, man, are you hungry? I mean, I'm hungry, but it's not like I'm hungry, hungry, you know? Is it, is it cold outside? Should I bring a hoodie? I mean, like, it's cold, but it's not cold, cold. See? <laughs> any of you who grow, grew up around anybody hood, you know exactly what I'm talking about. All right, Van, tallest person on our youth <laughs> team. Um, share with us, uh, what did camp mean to you? How did God work in your life at camp? Um, what it really meant to me is like it was such a big opportunity to be able to connect with God in so many different unique ways. Kind of like what you said, like it's the whole week and our, all of our focus is on him. And then it was a perfect opportunity to be able to connect other people to God and lead them closer to God and build these deep connections with the boys that are around me. And uh, he did a lot of things in my life, but I think the main thing that he did was he taught me a lot of forgiveness and letting go of bitterness towards certain people that weren't necessarily in my life, but were doing things to other people that I didn't really like. Wow. And he just kind of, on Tuesday night, we were all on our knees, and Paul was talking about forgiveness, and I let the forgiveness uh, just come into my heart, and I just felt like a light being opened up into my life, and there was nothing better than that feeling of being able to love someone like how Jesus would and not hold bitterness towards them, because if we had um, that bitterness or that resentment or that condemnation towards them, then we would never be able to, to reach them in our community or reach them around us, and it was so beautiful to do. And then a verse that uh, we were going over on Thursday morning, we were doing a Bible study, it was James 4, 11 through 12, it says, don't speak evil against each other, dear brothers and sisters. If you criticize and judge each other, then you are criticizing and judging God's law. But your job is to obey the law, not to judge whether it applies to you. God alone who gave the law is the judge. He alone has the power to save or destroy. So what right do, do we have to judge your neighbor? So I think that was so beautiful that, like, I don't have any right to be able to be a judge towards their or what their actions are. Yeah. And that's Jesus' job, and he has the power to save or destroy, and I don't. I'm just supposed to be his vessel yeah. towards them and to be able to reach them to almost even help them yeah. grow through that. I love that. You guys did a Bible study at camp? Mm -hmm. You're, like, super saved. <laughs> like, when the rapture happens, you might go first. And that's not because you're the tallest person on our youth team. That's because <laughs> you do Bible studies at camp, man. That's lots of Bible uh, I love that, man. Um, yeah. Camp is is a place, honestly, you guys, like camp is a place and a space where God begins to kind of dig into some of the roots of what's going on in our hearts. And, and bitterness, forgiveness is, you know, something that often, like, it can almost go unnoticed. But uh, you shared a verse from James, which James was the brother of Jesus. And if you ever want to just feel convicted, go read the five chapters that makes up the book of James. It is like encouraging yet challenging all at the same time. But here's another verse I was thinking about as you were talking about that. Uh, Matthew 6, verse 14. Maybe one of the scariest verses in all of scripture. It says, for if you forgive others, um, other people, when they sin against you, your heavenly father will also forgive you. And verse 15 goes on to say, but if you do not forgive others their sin, your father will not forgive your sins. So what was it unique about camp that helped you in kind of releasing that and forgiving others and letting go of some of the bitterness? Yeah, it's just like we 
like living with that in my mind was removing a lot of my peace and robbing my peace. And like, why should I go on living like that when I have such a gateway and an open door to love like how Jesus would because he gave us the example? Like, why should I not follow in that way if like I want to place him as my Lord in my life? And it's just like, there's no point of doing this because it, it ruins these opportunities that I can have with the people around me. I love that. Here's what I think. What if you didn't go to camp? Like how much longer maybe could you have carried some of that bitterness and unforgiveness? And in what ways could that unforgiveness have worked as sort of a barrier in some of what God wanted to do in your life? Yeah, totally. Like I could have gone on with that for however many long and not really realizing that it's something bad and just taking it as like, it's just, it's just their fault or like, you know, it's just me having anger towards something that, you know, because it's, you know, they're doing something wrong, but it, it really directed me to different things. And if I didn't have that, then I think it would have possibly ruined friendships or even present, prevented certain friendships from happening or me touching certain people. Is, would it be too much, would it be too strong of a statement to say then that summer camp potentially saved some friendships? Totally. Yeah. Hmm. That's so sick, man. Do you have a favorite moment at camp? Eating three meals a day. <laughs> man are you okay <laughs> man is, uh, is your mother feeding you man they were good. I, I enjoyed the food okay thank god i know your mom is like a fitness guru she have you on like a non-gluten no calorie zero flavor diet or something okay but my, my favorite part was connecting with the boys. At, like every single night I had a very special moment with different boys. And one night, uh, me, Kai, and Preston were all just making bracelets and having like an amazing talk together. And, but then I lost the bracelet. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's a guy for you right there. It's like, bro, we had this awesome moment, man. We made some bracelets. I lost the bracelet, but dude, it was awesome. <laughs> that's so funny. That's so cool, man. So, so cool to see, Van, not only how God's worked um, in your life over the years, uh, um, but see how God's worked in your life at yeah. camp and to see the way that he's grown you. Anything else before we bring up our very last contestant? Um, yeah, I just, I, we need to walk in forgiveness. And if we want to be a light of Christ, we have to let go of that. If not, then we're, a lot of things are getting in the way and it's going to prevent a lot of things from happening. So, That's yeah. so good. So let me ask you a question, really chal a challenging question. Um, who do you need to forgive? Let's let the lesson that God taught Van at camp hit home with us right here and now. Who do you need to forgive? What bitterness do you need to let go of? Maybe that's one of the reasons that God made sure that you were at camp so that we can all here tonight before we leave deal with some unforgiveness that might be in our heart. Amen? Amen. Hey, can we give it up for Van Edwards, Sharon? Hey, the very, very last one, as the band also starts heading up, give it up for Liv Herrick, captain of the white team. Wind it up. You good? You good, girl? You guys? Liv, Liv, laugh, love. Um, Liv didn't only go to camp with us um, the week that we were there. Uh, Liv was able to serve in our SoCal Student Ministries um, summer internship as a camp captain. And so she was there for all five camps. I want everybody who went to camp. Where you at, people who went to camp? Where you, oh, at? Where you at? Let's go. Do you guys remember how tired you were on Thursday morning? That was the fourth time that Liv did that. Yeah, and I had another week after that. You know the, was, the uh, second, the camp came in that night, right? Yes, yeah. that night so, at like three. So when we went home, it was four hours later that the next camp came in. So when, as she finished up the last day of our camp, it was the first day of another camp. 
dear God, <laughs> Lord have mercy. Live. Um, really quick fun fact about you. Um, okay. I won a Gary and Elliot award oh. out of pity. That's because true. of this. Yeah, yeah. There's your fun fact. What's what happened here? Um, you put literal blood, sweat, and tears. Literal into blood, Camp sweat, and tears. Yeah. Tell us the story. Um, I long story short, I was running in the Amazing Race. We were in second place. Shout out White Team. And <laughs> there was a kid who was mad because his team was in last. And he was like, why are you running so fast? And then I was like, because I'm in second, my guy. And then he tripped me. And then he I He tripped ate her. And tripped then, her. Did you forget? Did you miss the, yeah. the fact that he tripped her? Fully tripped me. But that's only wrapped because it's I like still bleeding. Sure. It's really I'm gross. just kidding, you guys. You got very serious <laughs> when I said that. But he tripped Liv. Yeah. It was really it's humbling. Bandaged, I got up and kept running because I didn't want to cry in front of everybody. And now it just like bleeds all, like it stained my converse because like blood was just rushing. It was it, like, guys, it's wrapped, but it's bad. It's pretty brutal. It's, and it might be fractured. Yeah. I got an x-ray and it's for sure bruised and I'm getting an MRI tomorrow because it could be fractured. Yeah. Can I ask a really quick question for all the girls? Um, Liv, how come when girls get injured or hurt, immediately, no matter how bad the injury is, they immediately go, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, it's fine, I'm fine, I'm good, I'm fine, it's fine. Amber cut her finger open really bad a few months ago. Like, how bad was the cutting open of her finger, Corey? It was so bad that I heard the Whoa. slicing of the flesh from like 20 feet away. And I look at her and she just, she grabs it and goes, I'm fine, I'm fine. I'm like, you're lying to yourself and to your husband right now. You're not fine. I don't even know if your finger is still there. Liv, like, falls, gets hurt. Who asked you, was it your brother? My brother, yeah, Grant. This brother? No, Grant. Grant. Oh, I don't this know one really was like, was. suck it up, sweetheart. <laughs> Grant, Grant goes, you okay? She's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. And then after the race, she looks down and her, her leg isn't bleeding. The, her leg is swimming in a pool of its own blood. <laughs> it was so bad, dude. So bad. I'm committed, okay. what can I say? Yeah, committed. And we, we love that about you, Liv. Um, <laughs> share with us, Liv, uh, what it can't mean to you, not just the one week, but serving multiple churches over multiple weeks. What it can't mean to you, how did God work in and through your life at camp? Yeah, so little backstory. A year ago, I got called into ministry at camp, at the same camp at Pinecrest. Um, winded up <laughs> and kind of like walked that out. I really felt like uh, missions was a part of that, but didn't really know. Um, and then I got asked to be a captain like a week before camp. Um, and from like the outside, like camp looks rad. I mean, don't get me wrong. Camp was so rad and it was like the coolest experience to get to be a part of. And, um, just to get to like serve under some like really awesome leaders and stuff. But there was a part of it that I think the Lord like really wanted to challenge me in. Um, and that was just to be vulnerable. Um, I think like before camp, I really like disqualified myself. And like, there were so many people that I thought of who could have led better than me, who like were more hype, like could have won, like all these things I like literally down to like someone could pray better than me, like the littlest things. Um, and the whole way up to camp, like I was like so nervous and I just like listened to worship music and was like praying and, and really just wanted to like do my best. But like, part of that, like of 
my human emotions was that like I didn't feel qualified to do that and I think it honestly wasn't until like a couple days in where I was like okay God like I can't do this on my own like you're gonna have to do this like the thing that I did was say yes and that's kind of something I want to highlight is like the importance of saying yes to God and like he only asks for your yes and for your obedience and like he's gonna take care of the rest and like you don't have to like freak out or like put a ton of pressure on you to like go figure that out like he just wants your yes and like he'll walk the rest out and then that kind of partnered with having humble confidence and I think that's something like my mom really talked to me there was like a gap so basically all the camps uh, overlaid like we'd have campers go home in the morning and then at three new campers would come um, and there was one night where we got to go home and I went home and I was with my family and uh, I was sitting on the couch with my mom and I was kind of talking to her about it and she just like really encouraged me like have humble confidence um, I, at that time I was like really discouraged I was like I don't feel I felt confirmation from the Lord to be there but I um, was in a season that like I wouldn't have necessarily picked to be in having that much influence and um, I just felt like there was like a lot of pressure for me to like do well and to serve well and to lead well um, that I think I like started acting like everything was fine and that like I was like had all my stuff together and my mom really just encouraged me with this like you can have confidence in your calling like there's you can like have confidence in like God's word and like if he's speaking to you like hold fast to that like stand firm like in his truth but there's also a pair of humility that comes with that where like I could have never gone up to camp and served and done the things that I did without the Lord and without his partnership in that not even like I probably wouldn't have even been a captain, like how that all worked out was just like all the Lord. So one saying yes, and then two having humble confidence. That's so good. I remember the, um, if you guys don't know, I, I have the privilege of serving on the camp team, the, the team of just honestly a s small team of youth pastors that design camp and put camp together and make it happen. Um, Gary Garcia is kind of the godfather of that team and heads it up. And um, you guys know our friend Matt Dudley, Elliot Bland, um, our good friend Tony Orlando, who came and spoke uh, for us a few months ago. They're all on that team. Um, and, and we were in one of our last camp planning meetings in Orange County, and they were like, hey guys, we got one spot left to fill for camp captains. Anybody got any ideas? And I was like, can I, I'll, let me have that spot. Because I immediately thought of, of Liv, and I was like, I text Amber and I was like, hey, I think we should hit up Liv to be a camp captain. What do you think? And Amber was like, nah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> She's so offended. <laughs> she <didn't> say that. <laughs> oh, gosh. No, she was like, yes. I love you, Amber. Absolutely. Liv will kill it. She'll do so well. And so then we met with Liv and, and we really were like, hey, I know on the forefront of this, it might seem glorious and glamorous and awesome, but it's going to be a grind. Like you will get less sleep and drink more coffee than you ever had. Red Bull, sugar-free Red, Red Bull. Red Bull saved her life. Seriously. Didn't just give Sponsored her wings. <laughs> it gave. It saved her life. Um, and and like God used her in so many ways. Uh, and it was just so funny because I kept thinking about that moment at the camp meeting where I was just like, "Can I get that spot?" And just God putting live on my heart. And and we're so proud of you. And you served so well. And you made us look really good. <laughs> Um, which this is always God, great <laughs> as youth pastors um, to be like, she'll kill it. And then for them to go kill it, it's it's so awesome. But um, 
something that Liv was saying is something I really feel like is everybody for everybody in this room, talking about that kind of humble confidence. The moment that we start talking, I remember when we talked in the office, me, me, you, and Amber about it and how challenging it would be, um, you kind of being like, I don't know that I'm ready and I don't feel ready and I don't yeah. feel like there's so many other people that would do so much better. Can I tell you that if you wait to feel ready to be used by God, you'll never be used by yeah, God. Also, if you're in the place where you're like, bro, I'm so ready. Like, I'm pretty much the best. So put me in, coach, and I'm going to crush it, and I'll do better than everybody else. Then probably God's not going to give you yeah. any opportunities, and you need to check your heart. Right? Like, but, like, having that, I love that. I, I wrote down humble confidence. Just saying, I'm not confident just in me, but I'm confident in my calling. And here's what I love about myself. I got called into ministry at the same camp that you did, and that's so special to me. Um, but God doesn't call the qualified he qualifies the called. And I know that's kind of cliche and we've all heard it, but it's so true. So those of you who feel calling over your life, don't think that you're the one who has to make that happen. You have to work in your own strength because yeah. it's not the case. Yeah, totally. Anything else you want to share? We're going to pray. I want you to stay in, um, after and, and have a moment of prayer. But anything else you want to share before we get into prayer? Um, I would just encourage you guys, like to the students who went to camp or even if you didn't go to camp, the moments that you had at camp or like the moments that you're having now that you're uh, hearing all these students' testimonies, like lean into those, like let that be your momentum. Um, the Lord, I like am for sure has called some of you out of things and into new things and he like wants to walk that out with you. Um, he's not gonna like leave you to walk that out like by yourself. Um, but I'm fully aware that coming down the mountain is a lot different than like being up at camp and like having those mountaintop experiences and being back in like the mundane of life or like you're around those friends or like you're back like switching weekend to weekend with mom and dad, like whatever it may be, like don't let those things discourage you. Um, use like the moments that you had at camp um, and lean into the community here to like push you forward to like walk into those things that God may be calling you out of or into or whatever it may be. I love that. Thank you. Give it up for Liv. Hey, can we give it up for everybody who shared tonight? Yo, you guys, I'm so proud of you. You guys are so awesome. You absolutely killed it. Hey, let's do this. Would you bow your heads? Would you close your eyes? Let's pray. Would you stay? But we got to stand up because while they pray and close their eyes, they're going to come and get this and everyone's going to open their eyes and go, oh, look, the table and chairs are this? gone. Yeah, you can leave it if you okay. want. I mean, they're going to take it. So it's as long okay. as you trust them with your stuff. I trust them with your stuff. Let's pray. God, you're so good. Thank you, God, that you work in our lives, God, and that's not just up at camp. It's right here as well. God, I do pray that right now in this moment, um, as Liv was challenged to say yes, that there'd be some people who'd be challenged to say yes and say yes to you. And with heads bowed and eyes closed, maybe you're here and you would say, Corey, I'm hearing how God worked in everybody else's life and I think he might be working in my life right now because these stories and testimonies are touching my heart, but I've never said yes to God. Well, if that's you, I want to give you the opportunity right now to say yes to God. What am I saying yes to, Corey? You're just saying, yes, God, I want to give you my life. I want to give you the pen of my life and let you write the next chapters. God, I want to repent for my sins. I want forgiveness of my sins. And if that's you right now, I'm, I'm going to ask you to respond in a really simple way. In a moment, I'm going to count to three, and you just want to say yes to God. You want to give your life to Him. When I get to three, I just want you to lift your hand, and you can put it right back down. We're not going to put you on the spot. We're not going to embarrass anybody with heads bowed, with eyes closed. When I get to three, you just lift your hand, put it right back down. One, two, three, go. All over this place. Man, bunch of hands. That's so cool. You can put your hands right back down. 
We start this journey with prayer. It's words that we say with our mouth, that we believe in our heart. And we're a family here, so we pray together. So with everybody in the room, whether you're right here or you're watching online, would you repeat these simple words right after me? Just wrap your heart around these words. Say this. Say, Lord Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And I know you're a savior. Jesus, I believe that you died for my sins. And you rose from the dead. So tonight, I give you my heart. I give you my life. I give you everything. I say yes to you. From this day forward, I'm going to follow you. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for receiving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, can we welcome people into God's family right now? Amen. Hey, that's the best decision you can make with your life. Hey, if you did just pray that prayer, I want you to know it's not the end of the journey. It's the beginning. We want to walk the next steps of your journey out with you with something we call the next seven days. You can get these as seven videos to help answer some questions you might have. And um, you can get it in a simple way. Just go to the Bridge Youth uh, Instagram, Brit, at bridgeyth underscore. DM us the words next seven. We'll handle the rest. If you don't have Instagram, come chat with one of us. We'll help you get it in another way, another avenue. One more time, can we welcome people into God's family? Hey, can you do this? Could you stand to your feet? Would you head to the front? I want to pray for you guys. Well, I'm going to have Liv pray for you guys in just a moment. Because as Liv was talking, there's something that I just feel challenged to challenge us in. Camp is awesome. But camp, if it's just, uh, uh, if we don't take the moments and turn them into momentum, then they're just going to be memories. And memories, well, they're cool but they don't bring about substance and change in our life. What we need is momentum. So what's the thing that's gonna cause and create momentum? I think, like Liv just said, it's saying yes. And maybe, like Liv, you're scared of what saying yes to God means. And she was like, oh my gosh, camp, huh? No sleep, five camps, hundreds and hundreds of kids that I'm going to lead, some are, some are not going to be very nice and going to call, as I lead them, are going to call me some things. Um, yeah. I'm like debating whether or not I should tell them. What I don't I'm think you should. <laughs> they, they, called, can stay at camp. <laughs> they called our girl Liv some things yeah. because sometimes leading certain people is really hard and it's tough. But can I tell you, stepping into what God's called you to, it might be tough, it might be hard, but it's always worth it. And live on the other side of being a camp captain, would you change it? Other than that lake injury. Absolutely not. <laughs> would you do it again? Yes, it's so it, rewarding. So rewarding. Stepping into what God has for you is so rewarding. So what is God calling you to? Those who just came back from camp, what did God tell you to do at camp that you haven't yet started walking out? Say yes to God. Would you put your hands right out in front of you? Would you close your eyes, forget you're in a crowded room, Liv, would you pray for us that we'd have the courage to say yes to God? God, I just thank you for all these students tonight, God. I thank you for the students who raised their hands, God, from the students who came to camp, God, uh, for the students who um, are just joining us uh, here tonight, God. I just pray that this momentum um, that came from camp, God, that um, it would just 
push through until the school year. God, I just pray um, over all these students, God, any doubt, anxiety, whatever they're thinking, um, walking into this next school year, maybe you called them into things, out of things, whatever it may be. God, I pray that you would just cancel those thoughts, that you would fill those with confidence. God, you aren't a God of doubt or, or um, discouragement. God, I just pray uh, that you would fill them with that humble confidence, God, that, that you would bless their yes, God, and, and uh, that you would just anoint them in that and over their calling. God, I pray that you would be bring clarity uh, to the students who are feeling called into ministry or, or maybe called to go start a club on campus or whatever it may be. God, I pray that you would anoint them in that. God, that you would strengthen them in that. God, I just pray that you would surround them with a group of people, God, who can help them and who can push them towards that, God. We thank you for your goodness, God, not because of our circumstances, God, but because of who you are and, and your character, God. And we thank you for that, God. We thank you for what you're doing here. Um, and I thank you for all these students, God, and these leaders. Um, and just faithfully serving you, Jesus. We give this night to you. God, we give this next worship song to you. Um, and in your precious name, amen. Amen. Hey, one of the last things I'll say is so many people talked about how worship was one of their favorite things, being in the presence of God. But God doesn't live up at Pinecrest, and he's in here just like he is up there. So this last moment, with all your hearts and everything in you, having said yes to God, let's worship him together. Amen. Let's worship. Let's worship.